Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen. This is a podcast about hanging out in Copenhagen. There we go. Narcissist. <laughs> Like, Hello and welcome oh to the Sick no. Show, Coffee and Copenhagen on 97.7 FM. My name is Ona and the narcissist next to me is Marius. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is I. <laughs> this is your modern guide to living in the city of Copenhagen and we talk about Denmark and Scandinavia and you know what, we sometimes go further afield. Yeah. Not today though. Not today. Today we're going to be talking about... News roundup coming up first. Nice. Yes. Then we have uh, three gentlemen in the studio, uh, Jacob, Lesse and uh, Sean. And uh, two Danes and an Australian, and uh, they are part of uh, both uh, what's called Nature Tales and Natur Boot, and uh, they have a big uh, sort of event festival coming up here on Sunday. So we have them in to to, to talk about, uh, amongst other things, uh, vibrating uh, meditative dance floor experience. They're words you just made up. It, it sounds like that, but uh, wait, wait, oh, just you wait. All right, just then. Wait, I sir. will wait. <laughs> yes, you will, because that's how the show works. <laughs> and then we'll wrap it up with hot tips and uh, call it a show. All right, then. Yes. Sounds like a plan. You're on sick. Uh, Marius. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we all know, as we all know, I like to live on our stone. Yeah. Um, It's a nice stone, though. Seriously, I, uh, I, I want to know what the news is. Can you tell me what the news is this week, sir? Well, uh, I have three, uh, two, three, three stories. Let's let's go with three. Let's go with three, Owen. I, uh, let's see if we can make all of them. I'll promise three, and then I'll under-deliver, because that's how I like to work. Uh, right, cool. <laughs> set up high expectations, and then disappoint. That's my, uh, that's that's my your, that's MO, MO for life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I do courses in this also, so uh, yeah, okay. yeah. check right. out my website, uh, howtofail.com. <laughs> Uh, great. No, the first story is uh, something about um, well, Denmark. We we've taught touched upon this uh, several times, and I think this falls into the category of uh, hygge racism. Okay. Yes, yes we uh, discussed this. Yeah. Uh, there is um, there was an ice cream that uh, uh, is produced by uh, Hansen East. Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes uh, lovely ice creams, and they had an ice cream, and uh, I'm gonna use the. I'm going to say the word, but this is the offensive word. And this is, uh, um, and it's called an Eskimo ice cream. That's okay. One. Yes. And uh, Eskimo has some negative connotations uh, um, for many reasons, but one of them being that uh, Denmark colonized uh, Greenland and mm. sort of labeled them as, you know, just here, you're all this. Yeah. Uh, great. And the proper term um, is Inuit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like would a lot of our sweets um there have been some sort of um yeah we've had to sort of come to terms with the fact that uh, they're racist a lot of our sweets <laughs> we've had uh, yeah some of the, the some baker goods that have had the n word included in it we've had oh, some what? Her- yep uh, n word kiss oh mhm um uh, we've had haribo has some some issues with some of their licorice face masks that has sort of cultural the little sweets like the, the little mask sweet things yeah have, right? yeah yeah uh and uh yeah then we have uh this ice cream and uh heads knees uh they've decided to drop the name yeah but uh premier ease which is sort of the a bigger company who also sells this ice, ice cream uh they have not And it's kind of funny because a lot of Danes have gotten up like, oh, why are we, this is, uh, mm-hmm. my, in my childhood, that's what this ice cream was called, mm-hmm. and uh, are terribly offended by this. In um, my childhood? Yeah, yeah, we're changing Danish culture. That's how they all sound. I don't know why. Um Anyway, the, the, but the, and, and there's been a debate about this. Um uh, And... Uh, i think it's incredibly silly. There's no, no, who's, who's, Who why cares? are you getting upset that we're, it's a fucking ice cream? Like, it, the important thing is that we're sort of understanding and educating ourselves and learning how to sort of uh, talk and sort of include people without offending them and being sort mm-hmm. of, uh, yeah, venturing into cultural appropriation and stuff like this. This is a perfect example of systematic racism, right? The, The idea that this, like these sweets, the whole thing, the sweets mm. and stuff like that, that this was a 
daily occurrence, a day-to-day thing. Children will go in, adults, whatever, go up, buy these things and absolutely not think twice about it. Yeah. Absolutely not have a thought about it. No, yeah. And now it's simply just being shown that we should. Yeah. We should. But that's exactly what, like, the, the like... That's Nobody's calling you a racist for yeah. buying that ice cream. No, no, it's but just it's you need to understand yeah. what is the history behind it. Yes. That. And that's the, that's and it's a perfect example of like I'm not racist, so why? And you're like, "No, no, no, man. It's not or, yeah. it's not about that. Yeah. It's about that's probably not a good thing that really doesn't fucking matter. So yeah, let's yeah. change it. <laughs> it has no effect on your yeah. life. But for but it 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 you have to learn learn a new name for an ice cream. Yeah. That's that's the big change in and your life. And forever Before this day, we all thought that was fine. Okay, yeah. we not all, but like we were just as accepting that that was okay, which is fucking systematic racism, right? Yeah, yeah it's, of of it's, sorts. It's, it's part of it, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. And it's this, and especially in a country like Denmark, where we're so uh, blasé, or at least have been and still are about these things. Like, I think, I think we need to take some stronger stands and be yeah. like, no, no, yeah, uh, that's the no, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. So no loss to you, but we're you know yeah. fucking educate yourself. Yeah. Uh, the National Museum has also dropped uh, sort of this word. Uh, we're gonna call it the E word now um, for its uh, sort of Arctic exhibition, which is also great, I think, uh, especially for a place that's like a, a museum that <laughs> sort of want to deal with history and sort of yeah, you might as well try and get it right. I mean, yeah, let's yeah. try and get it right. Yeah. Um, so uh, small changes are happening, uh, but I will say uh, I'm not going to buy any uh, premier ease. Uh, okay, because fuck them. Yeah, uh, buy some hats knees instead. Okay. Another good reason to do that yeah. if you want to be a nationalistic Dane, yeah, uh-huh. premier ease. They don't pay taxes in this country. What? Hansenies does. So if you want to support local Danish businesses and be proud of this nation and our welfare state, which Hansen East helps by funding through their taxes, yeah, then don't buy fucking Premier East. You know what? That is that's a very good reason. Yep. Especially in Denmark, yeah. for the amount of work the tax does for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, ah, uh, now come on. In Ireland, fair enough. We're 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 a bunch of tax tax dodgers anyway. <laughs> but like, but no, that's that's. Yeah. You know what? Another thing. You know what? Another thing is. I don't like ice cream anymore. <laughs> no, full stop. I actually don't. I'm not into ice cream anymore. I've never been. Uh, not, uh, yeah, I've never been the big ice cream fan. Either. No, I, I like it. Yeah, but I'm never like when people. Like, oh, wouldn't it be nice for an ice cream. I'm just like, <laughs> sure, maybe, yeah. If you yeah. give me one, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I remember where was I? I was like, oh, Christ, I might be at the beach today. But I was, I saw someone in ice cream, and I, I remember having that stop and think for a second moment of like, I actually went like remember the thought of like. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not offended if you buy me one, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm never going to be the one who's like, let's all have ice cream, yeah, guys. Ice cream, guys. It's Come hot on. outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't know what it is. That's funny. It's just, uh, yeah, I know. Like, just, uh, I'm sure there was a point when I was a young, younger person that I was like, oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> you were not very uh, good with words as a kid, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm still not. <laughs> And that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> no. Uh so yeah. Buy some heads knees if you're into ice. Don't buy premieres is my advice. Oh! Oh, oh! This is good. This is good. This stuff. is good. <laughs> this is good radio. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's uh something uh well also serious. Yeah. Um So we've been uh, with the whole Corona COVID situation in Denmark. It's been going well, uh, but we have seen uh, sort of the second wave, the, the sort of feared and talked about second wave uh, mm-hmm. has been popping up in in Portugal, Australia, yeah. uh, Spain. Yeah, a lot of countries are sort of uh, at the time of recording. Australia and Poland had the highest rise to date. Yeah, today. Yeah, um, so and- it ain't gone. Uh-huh. It ain't gone. It it for sure ain't gone. And um well then you might ask the question, will we see it here in Denmark? Mm-hmm. And um well Will we see it here in Denmark? Wow, I love that voice yeah. and thank you for asking that question. Uh currently as the situation is right now, we're not necessarily in a second wave, but we have seen an increase over the last month of uh registered uh people with uh, who's been infected yeah. um and it's uh been sort of uh, increasing uh, week for week uh in uh, week 27 it was uh, 18 and last week it was 41 um uh, yesterday so um at the time that would be the 29th uh, of uh, July uh, uh 
30 uh, more people um, were registered uh, with uh, have been infected, and which brought the, the total number up to 109. Um, so, yeah, we're seeing an increase currently. Okay. Um, uh, a special doctor uh, who's sort of uh, researching this, uh, Tob Monson, said that a special doctor. I, I just, uh, I, I love the, the work special, we put in. That it's a called specialing in Danish. I don't know how to. A, a doctor who specializes within uh, lungs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's probably better. You should probably say that more than a special, a special doctor. I, have I just a leave a special doctor. I've, I've got a special doctor for that. <laughs> Very good. Uh, he still has uh, ice in his stomach, which is a Danish phrase for being cool about it. What well, in in Dansk? Easy mail. Easy mail. Yeah, ice in your stomach. I like that. Yep. Um, he's saying it's uh, it's worrying, um, uh, but numbers can fluctuate a lot from day to day. Mm. Uh, so he he wouldn't sort of uh, interpret them uh, sort of uh, saying. This is the second wave we're seeing, okay. uh, but it is worrying, and um, uh, and a number of um, over 50 uh, people in a day uh, has been uh, highly worrying, and that's sort of uh, pointing us toward we're probably hitting a second wave. Um, so then you might ask, because a lot of countries have seen sort of now the face mask sort of uh, has been introduced as sort of a mandatory thing. It just happened in Britain about a week ago, and you get fined like I think it's a uh, hundred or two hundred um, pounds. Pounds. Really, uh, I haven't. I haven't yeah. Seen that, yeah. Um, and uh, so on. Uh, the head of the health ministry uh, um, are not sort of supporting introducing a face mask uh, requirement just yet. Um, despite that there are several expats, uh, expats, several expats, several experts having sort of predicted that, uh, that <laughs> yeah, we should start sort of preparing that this will happen, uh-huh. that this is kind of an inevitability. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're we're etching us towards a second wave. It's not just here just yet, according to the authorities, but um, it's probably something. Also, now that we're going. Hopefully, maybe we can hope for August, uh, maybe even September being warm. But Are you once kidding we me? Really? <laughs> Don't get my hopes up. No, I won't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's very unlikely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as as a as we're also going towards colder uh, months, um, yeah. yeah, we will sort of band tighter together and be more indoors, and that will also probably have enough negative effect. Uh, but coming in wintertime, everyone's going to get hygge, and uh, it's going to be all just with your. You know, loved ones and close closest, right? I mean, it's probably well. Uh, will bars still be open? I'm still gonna go to a bar. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it <laughs> uh, is gonna happen. And now you can't sit inside. Now it's gonna be. Oh, now you can't it, sit it, outside. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be inside. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're also discussing about sort of. I think the plan was to open up uh, nightclubs here in August. Um, I saw that. Yeah, which seems like a not the best idea. Mm. Um, and I can understand that's that shit for for nightclub owners. Yeah, because uh, they've not been able to benefit from any of this sort of reopening. But yeah, sort of if we're looking at the long term prospects of this, that would probably just um, sort of increase the likelihood of getting a really bad second wave, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're not going to benefit anyway because then the whole shit is going to shut down anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully, and I read several sort of. Uh, Yeah, experts sort of um, advising against opening nightclubs here in August. So we can. I, I'm kind of hoping that won't happen. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's just. I, but it's just not in my like. On. I. I. I when was the last time I wanted to go nightclubbing? I mean, yeah, when was the last time? <laughs> and I don't know. I really don't. It's that's because I, we're. No, people in our age group still go, dance, chip the light electric. That's true. That's um, true. But just, less, less definitely. Yeah. Um, I just it's so like I remember I I speak to people and I was like, "How was your night?" And like, "Great." We went for a beer and then we did this and we went for food and we had a beer and then we went dancing. Where? <laughs> Where are you going dancing now? And like this purely owns ignorance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like. Well, right now, not a, a lot of places. I, there was a really cool gay bar uh, down by Town Hall. It used to do really good music. I remember that one. Uh, What was it G-A-Y? called? No, 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 no. On the the, the f- f- further side, down by um, it was opposite um, you know, Drop In that music bar. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it now. I think it might have closed. On a corner. 
there was two really close by there. Okay. And he's played really good music there. Huh. Um, but I can't. I know, I'd be like, yeah, all right, that, that'd be a good place to go. Um, mm. But I don't know where. I had a little dance. Yeah. Yeah. I went to uh, uh, Pumpehusel. Oh yeah. Uh, they have they have this little outdoor garden thingy, mm-hmm. and they had a little. Um, There's a Danish techno label that uh, had a little sort of. Um, I don't even know if there were if it was like a. What do you call it, a launch party or something? Not a launch party, but like, I, I think there was just some kind of promotion for this little label. Yeah. So they had three DJs um, come and, and play some beats, mm. and they had a limited of 250 people who would come. And it said that you were only allowed to sort of, you had to sort of these 250 sort of had seats for all. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of my impression that you weren't allowed to sort of stand up. You had to be have a seat to get in. Mm. Uh, but as the sort of further into the event. People started yeah, yeah. standing up, and uh, eventually uh, I went up and had a little, uh, had a little boogie, little boogie. Yeah, yeah. Plucking, My friend plucking some apples there. Oh yeah, that's that's your that's your like trade trademark move. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, yeah. My friend did DJ at an event last week. I can't remember what it was called, but um, I'm sure everyone was mm. nice and social distanced. Yeah, and it was it was. I felt safe. I didn't feel like it was a uh, uh, there wasn't like a massive dance party it was mm. just a bunch like few people up front and most people were seated but see that, that like, i'd say outside the djs and that sounds class but like i just when you see nightclub mm. i imagine shots yeah. and oh but they exist but yeah i, I but i just that's not where i want to go you no, know no, i mean no it's a bit like ice cream yeah right yeah. when i was younger it was probably even worse <laughs> i might say no to hey you want to come to this nightclub for free there's booze i'd probably be like What kind of booze? Because yeah. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, I I don't like uh, pistachio. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, nothing against people who like ice cream and clubbing. No, we're uh, just we're just getting old and grumpy. We're just getting old and grumpy. Yeah. I do miss a good rave. Yeah. 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 When when oh I got a number at that party. I got a number for uh, or I gave my number to a lady who was like. Oh, that's been happening these because it's like, where are all the pirate raves at? Sort well, of because yeah, I was expecting that to pop off during Corona, um, uh, which is not something we should encourage here. So, well, I'm you know, just going to show safe. you something. But uh, I got on a phone list for a, a some, some kind of thing, rave. This is the thing my friend went to. I'm I'm because I don't know how this legal or illegal this is. So oh, and it's showing me. No, it's not a video, picture. but it's a it's like it's a, a this thing. Is that one? It's an event. Do you hear about that one? You know about those ones? No, no. That was one my friend went to. Oh, and it was okay. it was meant to be off the hook. Oh, off the off the chain. Off the chain. Chisane. Like, who owns that dog? Because it's off the chain. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just made that one up. Uh, but yeah, it was meant to be like six in the morning. <laughs> ah. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So they're still going. I felt like that was so like this uh, uh, little rave or techno event I went to. It was like. It started at four and it ended at nine. Yeah. So it was like a really good pre-party to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> pre-party to bed. <laughs> pre-party to bed. Which was actually kind of nice. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I had a, I think my girlfriend, she bought a tequila shot and a beer yeah. for the last thing. And that's yeah. when we went up dancing. It was like, all right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I had a little dance. Yeah. I'm ready to go home, eat some food. Yeah. Go wake up bed. early in the morning, yeah. like wake yeah. up fresh in the morning. Yeah. I wasn't like destroyed. Who are you kidding? You want to be up too late in the morning, true, Logan? True, <laughs> I mean, true, true. Where was that? Like that we, you and I both went to the. We had them in. Who? What was the organization? They they did raves out by Refn. Uh, culture shop. Yeah, they used to do fucking good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't do so, four a year though. Yeah, we need to find out what the next one is. Yeah, might um, be in September. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want the final news story? Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, Well, you did say we might venture a little bit out, and I said we're not. But we are going to talk about Sweden. Uh-huh. Because um, they are our uh, Scandinavian brethren. And God, s- sisterin. I haven't heard you speak fondly of the Swedes in quite some time. I'm going to shit all over. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Sweden is allowing non-essential travel to Denmark starting today, July 30th. Uh, lifting travel restrictions on its neighboring countries. Um, the Foreign Ministry of Sweden Affairs uh, announced that, uh, yeah, it's opening up for non-essential travel to Denmark, Norway, Switzerland, Czech Republic. Um, and uh, so, yeah. But Denmark has a different approach. Yeah, exactly. Because Denmark, we've only opened up to, I think it's uh, 12 regions in Sweden now. 
so it's sort of uh, yeah regional th- where we're opening up for people to come in from. So not every Swede can come in here though. No, that's no. interesting. A little bit shitting on Sweden there, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, Sweden has announced uh, this coincides with a drop in coronavirus uh, coronavirus cases in Sweden. Oh. Um, they are uh, authorities report having only about a hundred daily coronavirus infections in the last day of July compared to a thousand new infections at the uh, end of June. So that's a that's a pretty big drop off. All right, cool. Yep. So uh, expect more Swedes, and you too could become a Swede. <laughs> Uh, it dropped. I don't know it how. dropped hard there. <laughs> you're hard you're on fire. You were on, on fire, fire earlier. That's, hoping for a rhyme. That, there, that, no, that was no. just. <laughs> well, as I said, I like to set up high expectations and then disappoint. <laughs> you certainly did that. Sir. Uh, thank you very much for. Yep. See, I'm not good at words. I told no, you, yeah. it's not even up. We're uh, committing to our choices here. I like it. <laughs> thank you very much for the news roundup there, Marius. Um, so this Sunday, yeah, there's a very interesting thing happening. Mm-hmm. There's an event called. I'm going to say it the bad way, and then you're going to correct me. Okay. Nechebu. Nechebu. There you go. Yep. Uh, which is a nature city or nature town, yeah, nature na- village. Nature city. Yeah. Nature city. Cool. Yeah. Uh, which is an or- an event organized by um, Nature's Tale. Yeah. A community, I'm going to say, uh, mm-hmm. that um, uh, aims to um, kind of lift and enlighten culture. I think These are the right. words I'm using now. Yeah. Like they they might use other words, but uh, kind of just help you kind of get in touch with nature and meditation and kind of just creativity, art, yeah. art. yeah. Um, but in a kind of non intrusive, inviting way. Yeah, is the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, and three fine gentlemen joined us today: mm-hmm. Lesser uh, and uh, Jacob and um, Sean. Uh, Jacob is the founder, as far as I understand, um, of uh, Nature uh, Nature Tales. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they all met at a at a kind of a, a festival uh, together, and and sort of uh, yeah have have all had their sort of uh, share in sort of uh, creating this uh, event. Yeah. So this coming Sunday, uh, the second of uh, August, they're going to put on an, a vari- variety of a variety of an amuse bouche. Nice yes. uh, of of events and and things to to check out. And one of them is a vibrating dance floor. Yes. What's it? There's a particular term he was using for it. Uh, a, vi- vibra, vibra floor? Vibra floor? No, it's not that. But <laughs> uh, so we started off by getting right into the nitty gritty and we asked him, what does that entail? Yes. So the floor is vibrating floor, basically. It's it's a certain kind of speakers that emit a low frequency the low frequency sound so something mm. from down to so 20 do you, 30 hertz up to 150 is it like you have subwoofers under the floor or something exactly or? so okay. it's subwoofers but the difference is that instead of an acoustic subwoofer which has a space that creates the sound and yeah. then emits it it's a structural subwoofer so the same frequency but instead of actually putting it into the room ah. it puts it into an uh, impact okay okay and it's still electromagnetic uh, that moves it but yeah. it just kind of punches yeah. into the surface it's stuck on so you have the floor and then you have screwed of course the the speakers up onto the floor yeah and so it ma- makes it vibrate and the, what makes the vibrations is the music uh-huh. so you are basically massaging i could be doing ooh, mm. ooh, and you're like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> as there is there so you, it's going through the floor but is there also speakers giving the same of course. S- sound coming yes. out okay right so so what's the what's for me the passion when why i've just thrown everything i have into this project is because it's the ultimate intersection uh, conjunction you could say of art and medicine i'm a yoga teacher uh, by craft yeah. or by uh, profession so for me it's an art creating good health experiences already i have to get you comfortable to feel motivated to mm-hmm. do a, to take better care of yourself so there's kind of a social engineering art in that so with the Why, why this is so good is this the social engineering art of the facilitation of the room mm-hmm. so you feel like you want to relax because mm-hmm. if you don't want to relax it does of course not gonna work mm. so first I have to make you feel relaxed mm-hmm. and then the music has to make you feel relaxed so if these things work together yep. the person meeting you the art and of course the technicality then you can have the most healing experience probably of your lifetime oh. um, but you guys are r- relatively new Like as an organization, 
Natubi, yes. Yeah. So Natubi is a project that is uh, created out of Nature Tales, which is the project we belong to together. Mm. But uh, Nature Tales is a cultural production. It's basically a community building company that creates cultural experiences uh, in the aim of sustainability on a large scale. Mm-hmm. How did it actually come about itself? How did this idea come about? For sure. Like we started in back in uh, 2017, we had a small uh, festival called Flerdagsdrøm. I guess it, it translates multiple days dream. Mm-hmm. I was part of it in 2017. Um, and that was super interesting. Like that was the first time for me, I don't know about uh, Jakob, I think also Jakob, uh, first time uh, creating a festival, making something big. Uh, and we started uh, uh, talking about it in February and had it ready in uh, in June. Hmm. That was super interesting. And this this whole vibe that we had there, like this whole, we were out in the countryside, out in close to Stainløse somewhere, out in nowhere, uh, uh, in a big field, and we still managed to get like four to six hundred people out there. Wow. Uh, I think four hundred uh, in total in a day, but six hundred spread out over the week. Um, so that was super interesting, and and this whole vibe, this whole community feeling of mm-hmm. it all. And is out of that that Nature Tales grew, or you guys met each other, or? Yeah. So so these two first festivals, Flerdagsdrøm, was the first one just kind of happened. We were like just a bunch of people in that field, and then the second edition. I personally, when I look back at it, I see I was quite pushy for it. Like I was like, I want this to happen. We can yeah. do it. I can see we can do it. Where the first was just just happened, and the second was me kind of being like, guys, come on. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and then we did it, but it had a massive toll on our community because I had pushed. Okay. And that's something that I looking back at now is that you have to be so careful as to make sure people really feel that they want to be part of this from the very beginning and they don't feel pushed into it because they yeah, are yeah. somewhat part of a community. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, I think like all, all of us who organized it said afterwards, never again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. so tough. Yeah. But then I guess like a half a year goes by and you start to miss the whole community vibe and the whole yeah. thing. Mm. Uh, so now we try and do it with a bit less stress. I don't know if we're managing that. But <laughs> yeah, that's the trick. Well, for me, I think why, why I was in it, interested in creating Nature Tales was that my background is a yoga teacher. So everything I do is leading towards a better tomorrow. There's this great Japanese term called Kaizen, which means that everything you do now, if you do it the right way, you do it better tomorrow. So if we do that every day, makes it get a little bit better every day. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the big thing, but a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I felt, was something that culture missed. It was, seemed like it was the opposite. We have a good day, we get drunk, and we refresh mm-hmm. and we forgot what happened last night mm-hmm. and I, we did a lot of parties we did a lot of things where i remember at a period i stopped drinking and then i just remember every time at one o'clock in the night everyone turned to uh, almost to like pigs i felt because i wasn't drinking and maybe was a little bit overwhelmed by sometimes by people's behavior you know while teenagers how they are so um and we should do all respect to people being wild and doing what they need to do it's totally awesome but i just felt like if this is all there is then i will be bored in 20 years yeah because i was bored already there Mm. so i i felt like there must be a different answer to doing culture where we wake up the next day and feel fucking great Mm -hmm. but i have a big background in the yoga world which is often very much oh i want to be a better person i want to fix myself there's a lot of pressure in it it's not this hey let's celebrate let's have a good time let's party let's be out in the sunshine you can drink a beer come on don't take life too serious people take a bit this life too serious when they often become spiritual or yeah, okay. whatever and I think that's something I had a strong reaction okay. to uh, and took a step away from that environment and kind of asked can we take some of these values and put them into a more mainstream and more normal commercial mentality without losing the essence of it but also not getting caught in the traps so, there, so there, there's a fine balance between not taking things too seriously but understanding like long-term thinking and bettering yourself and society in the future yes so so in one sense to answer a question short i answer i ask myself how do we create culture mm-hmm. because culture is like the ca- catalyzer of human behavior so how do we create culture that catalyzes our human behavior towards actually 
taking a little bit better care of ourselves by doing actions because we feel super inspired to do so. Mm. Instead of forcing people, I have to meditate, then make an experience where people just automatically find themselves meditating, mm-hmm. which is why we've created the Vibroacoustic Studio. Mm-hmm. Because it's literally, I call it auto-meditation. Mm-hmm. Your mind is in the music and the birds and the whatever, and your body is moving and vibrating, so something is happening, you're there in the present, but you're probably not thinking. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. meditation. Mm-hmm. And Sean, how did you get involved in this? Yeah, I, so I joined the festival. I had, had recently moved to Denmark. Like my background is uh, as a lawyer and I had worked with refugees in Greece and the Middle East, um, grew up in Australia and, and was educated there. And I moved to Denmark uh, with my partner at the time and heard about this small, somewhat hippie festival that was happening out uh, not far away from Copenhagen mm. and decided that I could attend and had a few days off and thought, why not? Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. And um, arrived there and met a group of boys who and, and some girls as well who were struggling with the organization of this event because they had some issues with the neighbors and mediating some disputes and also just mediating the, the chemistry between the group themselves, which was fraying at the edges, I guess you could say. Mm. Wow. Okay. And I came in. <laughs> this sounds quite dramatic at the time when you walked in. I came in with fresh legs and yeah. huge oh, energy yeah. for it and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and was looking for a friendship group, I guess. And. Uh, and sort of met a few of the organizers and I, I met Jakob and I met Lessa and, and uh, they sort of said, hey, I said, these are my skills. And they said, this is what we're looking for. And I sort of joined the the production team, I guess you could call it, and helped them to organize it. And then became part of the group, became part of the community and then, mm. yeah, did a few other community projects after the festival. Uh, and I could see that there was a lot of burnout in the group. And because I was quite fresh to it and in some ways it was, you know, a long old friendship group mm-hmm. I brought my fresh energy to it and thought okay let me try and be the glue to bring this group together because mm. I could see its benefit for how how welcoming it could be as a bridge between two different worlds between what I would say it can often be somewhat of a closed cold Danish society mm-hmm. uh, wow that, that can be hard don't mince your words say what you feel but they can, you know as, a, as an Australian we're very open we're yeah, very yeah. friendly and you know I've come to the cold north and I love it here but I, I have met the you know that, that it can be difficult to enter into uh, like a like a friendship group or a community group in Denmark. It can take some time. Mm. And here I met a group that was incredibly open and incredibly uh, inviting, and I could see how receptive it was to to foreigners and to to foreign culture and to um, a mixture of different ideas that were way off from its uh, mo, um, if you like. And so that was particularly appealing for me. And so I wanted to cultivate a community that had those philosophies of sharing and learning and teaching and being open to ideas that are somewhat way outside the box of, of what is normal or accepted here. Mm-hmm. So I fell in love with the community and uh, sort of been part of it ever since. And then when when Jakob and some of the group created Nature Tales, I sort of brought my energy to it as well. And yeah. and I've just been a small part in helping from, from whatever small capacity that I can do along the way. And you're uh, you're still uh, practicing law. Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that that's quite an interesting example of this um, structure and rules, but also balance of you know freedom and spiritual experience. So yeah, absolutely. And I think they I think the more you go down one path, the more you need another in yeah. a way for that sake of balance. You know, yeah, to yeah. come back to that as a philosophy that, the, you know, the heaviness of, of my work as a lawyer, I mean, I work in the humanitarian sector, so it's it's not so corporate or commercial in that way, but uh, it, re- it necessitates in a way a balance. So for me to be able to go and lie down and, and listen to the birds and uh-huh. vibrate the day away after a long day, you know, reading contracts and making mm-hmm. partnership agreements and so on and so forth is just uh, heaven sent, I guess yeah. you could say, and much needed. Um, um, you guys have mentioned the community a few times, but then we're talking about the community, and then there's nature's tales, and then there's a nature bee. Natural people. Close enough. So uh, there, there's uh, there's an idea of a much bigger um, group happening here, and, a, and bigger than the events we're talking about today. But wh- how did this? Wh- how does this community? communicate what what are you, because there's not much of a online presence for you guys except for there's a there's a website for nature uh, nature's tales and then there's the events happening but how do you organize this community as you call it so this is something that we're looking into more and more is how to create these self-organizing which is something Sean is really an expert of actually yeah uh, yeah maybe I can talk a bit about yeah, this sure, I mean sure. I think one of the one of the one of the strong principles of this group is that it's quite decentralized and i think that's one of its strengths in that mm-hmm. there isn't a there isn't a fixed 
leadership structure. Do you have a name outside of Nature's Tales? Do you have a name for the, this community? We have a unagreed name called the Nature Tribes. T- Nature Tribe tentative name. Draft. Yeah, exactly. Working title. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But um, I think I think one of the like we yeah a lot of my experience has been with Burning Man and and Burning Man culture and yeah. and that revolves around more of a duocracy where there isn't an organized leadership group that are voted in and elected as a democratically elected organized leadership body. But rather, if you have an idea, then as as the person who brought the idea, you take on the responsibility of implementing that and taking that through to completion. Mm. Um, and and that's a really strong, empowering feature of the community that, that this one also has, where if you, if you have an idea for a project, for example, one of my passions is drumming mm-hmm. um, and playing a lot of West African drumming. So I came to Jakob and I said, uh, like, I would, um, I would like to form an offshoot that does a lot of African drumming and does workshops for African drumming and mm. formed a, a djembe tribe. Oh, yeah. um, as an offshoot to the Nature Tales community, and and we and now we're starting collaborations where I use this, we use the space, and we hold we hold rehearsals and workshops and performances there at the studio, mm-hmm. uh, and hook up to the bass speakers, the vibrating speakers, wow. to to sort of make it a whole sensory experience. Yeah. Um, but that's something that's enabled because it's uh, it's decentralized in a way, so there's yeah. not there's not like a a formal. But then, so yeah. so, um, please forgive my ignorance about the questions. I'm I'm learning as we we talk. But uh, what if somebody's listening to this now is interested? Because you you've met at festival. Both you actually you all met at festivals. That's how this mm. community or this particular group in front of me met. Uh, but what if somebody just listened to this episode? Of course, they can go to the events uh, coming up on Sunday, which will be will will promote and it'll be on the Facebook page. But what if they want to learn more about you guys and what you're doing? And how do they do that? What's the best way to communicate with you guys? So uh, the issue is always, of course, uh, is this shift between commerciality and community. Yeah. And that's a very tricky thing because your community is not wanting to pay for your products because they're part of producing your products if you are to put in a business standard. Uh, So there's that issue or challenge, you could say. And the way we're countering that is that, in a sense, Nature Tales is not the owner of any community. It's a propagator of a human network. Uh-huh. And we do that by connecting all tons of cultural productions together, movement communities, this community, that community, and they talk together and all these people start knowing each other and they get the ideas. Mm. And then we have all these different projects. We are also part of our high school is starting up, Kinema uh-huh. High School oh, well, for, okay. for Movement, which yeah. is just about land and moon. So we have all these many, many projects. And then we know that, hey, Jakob is good with sound. Can you come for our next... Uh, party and put up a sound system and book some artists sure i'll come can you guys do some workshop in that sense the decentralized aspect is because we are a lot of people that frequent the same events okay. and then we talk together and then we know all these different venues we can ask yeah. to come out with our projects and ideas which is also why we've opened our own studio so people can come to us and say hey i want to do this movement yoga mm music there was also a, a women's circle i think that happened for the first time this yes. week where a group of women got together and yeah. used the space in the studio to okay. have like a, a sharing circle um and we've had other men's circles in the past as well and like uh you know like safe spaces to just gather and yeah. sit in a circle and what's on your heart you know yeah like yeah, spill, yeah spill your beans so it's very much go to an event and then communicate and yeah. then talk yeah. to people yeah. and, and that's how the things grow come to the events talk with us hang out Uh, and more and more, we also uh, have the possibility because we're out at Refseløen to to rent some other buildings, so we can go bigger yeah. if it goes really big. Mm. Um, but you're but using Teater currently. Yes. Is that that's where you're studying? Yes. And to add on to that, as 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 a as an expat and as a migrant, I mean, I think for me that's one of the most beautiful things about this, in that there's there's a myriad ways to get involved in different elements of the community and tap into a a structure that's already there. Mm-hmm. Uh, which can be, in my experience anyway, one of the hardest things to tap into when you're a newcomer to to Denmark. Yeah, it's um, not very Danish, guys. What you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, that, so in that way, it makes it. It's it's been really easy to sort of you know come in as an outsider and say, actually, I'm interested in this, 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 and this, and they're very specific interests, and there's a space for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there hasn't been, I've been empowered to create one and start mm-hmm. one. And so in that way, it's also really, um, it's really welcoming to 
yeah, to migrants as well. I would say that's a really nice element of it. Yeah, awesome. And in that way, there's also a really uh, strong cultural exchange that that can happen. That I think is a is a really nice part where where there's a lot of interest in learning and sharing. As much mm. as they're interested, or the group is interested in teaching particular things, the the philosophy behind a lot of us is that we're also interested in learning. And so that that happens when you have that foreign you know element or something different that's completely outside yeah. that can share. Well, this is how I've learned to do things, and so on and so forth. Mm. So from a less practical but more esoteric or philosophical point of view, that's also been a really nice um, thing about this group. Amazing. And getting involved. Yeah. So what are the, um, besides the event coming up here on Sunday, well, what are, and you kind of mentioned sort of commercial, is is there a future commercial aspect to this uh, yes. that, that you guys are planning and yes. sort of striving towards? And yeah. this is for me a very important thing that, what uh, makes people rich in so to speak is that they create value mm. so uh, what culture often falters at is actually creating a value that becomes a habit for people i'm a yoga teacher i used to teach a lot of yoga now i'm focused on this what we're doing is we're creating something similar to a community-based yoga studio with a socially sustainable uh, spectrum of content so it means that there's a lot of variety to choose from and these are being offered in a sense of workshops sense of services where you can come and learn it will be later that you can go to women's circle programs and courses etc for now every thursday we have a vibroacoustic sound massage and every sunday we have a free now change to 50 crowns introduction session to give people an experience of what it is mm. our aim is to see vibroacoustic uh, therapy in all sorts of modalities. I'm very, I'm a children's yoga teacher also, and I would love to create, take children on a journey in the safari and have sounds of lions and the rumble of elephants running and all these things yeah. to create immersive uh, multimedia experiences. Um, we're also working with hackstage and things to create visuals essentially. So <laughs> we're we're aiming at creating value to people through giving them as much base massage they, as possible to give as much vibroacoustic <laughs> experience to have as many people relaxing mm. and so to speak in a sense we're creating a socially sustainable culture but we're starting where everything starts by taking a fucking chill pill and relaxing <laughs> and lying down for a moment tuning into yourself and when you notice in the world today there's no space except the park or the beach which is free mm -hmm. that asks you how are you the rest is, do you want to buy coffee? Do you want to see a movie? Do you want to do this, do that? So there's never space that propagates you. There's only space that propagates something. Mm -hmm. So where is the culture of you mm -hmm. when everything else is something you buy into? It's not you. You're purchasing that. Mm -hmm. So when are you f taking a moment of you? Because if you don't take that moment, you don't know what all these things are for. So in that sense, our aim with the studio is to give people that moment to feel themselves. I know how hard it is to sit down for a fucking hour and meditate. Trust me. Mm. It's very, very, very hard to get that going and flowing and enjoying it. So this is the service. We're making it super comfortable to take a moment to be with oneself. We are, it's a work in progress and we, we, um, we have a website, naturetales.org, but we still need to update that. We are working hard with uh, some programmers uh, and we are working hard on making a calendar. Mm -hmm. So far, I think most things have gone through events on Facebook. Mm -hmm. We have had a little bit on the on the website, but we uh, we're working on having like a super nice, super easy overview calendar. Cool. It's not there yet, but yeah. it's coming very but when, soon. Yeah, once yeah. it's once it's ready, send it yeah. to us, and we'll be sure to yeah. stick it up. Yeah. Um, but what is ready to go is this Sunday. You've got quite a lot of things. Can you give us a breakdown on what people can expect this Sunday? Yes, it's going to be quite an amazing Sunday. Mm. Uh, we're starting from 1 o'clock and going till 11. And we have uh, quite a menu, you could say. I've, yeah, I've looked um, at it, yeah. <laughs> so so we, you can both go to the track that's called Edible Plants, where some amazing women uh, will go, go for a walk and teach you what you can eat. And within a few square meters, show you what you can eat for the next few months and probably fine without going too much to the supermarket. Then we have the more theory-based track on our takes on nature and how to relate to it, which is held by Aktionsuniversitetet, or also called Growing Pathways, which already create also walks and take people out into nature, but they are much more on a scientific level, you could say, much more on a theory level, talking about what's happening and involving the different environmental groups to be part of it. If, and to be part of taking that discussion and how are we doing this, we have the planetary talk, or the nature talks hosted by planetary 
Planetary Guardians, which is a little bit like TEDx, uh, TED uh-huh. Talks. Yep. So we have different people that know something special, you know, they have a knowledge on some field, and then they share it, and then we talk about it. So it's a bit of more open platform than TEDx that people can Excellent. ask questions and we kind of discussion yep. going, so time is for that. Uh, beyond that, we have in our vibroacoustic studio, we have a beautiful, beautiful lineup of a lot of yoga teachers coming together with live musicians. So you can both get yoga and live music and the vibroacoustic floor at the same time. Wow. We have also some meditation practices. It's to yoga and then meditation, relaxation, yoga, meditation, relaxation. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have one of our artists just returned from India. So he's playing the first time since a long time. So we're really looking forward to that, Mikkel Hultor. Um, beyond that, we have the living room, which is just uh, DJs, and uh, we have uh, Himmelrum, which is one of the upcoming rock, pop, I'm not sure what you would define it as, sorry Himmelrum, <laughs> 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 uh, but they are amazing and actually going really popular, and they've, uh, they're coming to play also a concert, 99% sure they said, okay. uh, they're waiting to get the final reply from this fund. And uh, beyond that, we have um, Acro Yoga Copenhagen, which is the biggest acro yoga kind of union in Denmark cool. that are hosting acro yoga workshops. Yeah. We have Dream, Sk- Dream Factory Copenhagen. Sorry, I have so many names. <laughs> um, that are also doing movement workshops, dance workshops and walks. And, uh, and then we have finally, oh, also food. We have amazing, amazing food team that makes really good vegan stuff purely from the heart. And then we have finally, which is what my personal favorite is, the ecstatic dance, which is a way where we all meet together in the end. And then we, lesson will guide us into our bodies and just connect with our bodies. And then I will guide us onto a beautiful dancing experience into the fields of house and techno and chill out and a little bit jazz, a little bit funk, a little bit disco. Music that invites everyone to dance. Mm. Music that's not just hot techno for four hours, but yep. you go a little bit up there and then you hear a nice guitar track or something. But a fluid tapestry that invites you for like a two-hour journey. Wow. And usually people have the feet more in the air than on the ground. Yeah, there, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Well, it sounds absolutely uh, fascinating, first off, and excellent. It sounds like an excellent day. Uh, and I think people, a lot of people are going to be enticed by a number of different aspects because it is a wide uh, net you're casting here but I want to thank you all for coming in thank you very much guys uh, this is fascinating stuff you guys are organizing and getting involved in and uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting thing to follow in the future and it's going to be like you said for the international community not just for Danes but like for um, um, migrants and things I think it's going to be a, an important uh, community to be involved in hopefully so thank you so much and um, we'll be following you in the future thanks Matt. Thank, thank, thank you, you. That, was, uh, that was that was fascinating Yeah, interesting bunch of dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on. And uh, yeah, thanks to uh, Lasse, Jacob and Sean. Uh, and uh, I highly recommend people checking that out. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who wouldn't want to uh, meditate on a vibrating dance floor? I know, right? Yeah. Going to check that out. Um, for sure, for sure. And that is uh, also my very first hot tip. <gasps> Marius's hot tips! Hot tips. 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 Uh, so uh, on Sunday, uh, yeah. this Sunday, the third of August, uh, from one to uh, second. Saturday's the first. Sunday's the second. That's Monday's that's true. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's fact fact check here. Fact check. Is that the fact file? Uh, <laughs> that's the fa- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Uh, Sunday, the second of August, from one uh, to eleven p.m. Uh, and yeah, talks, walks, dance, nature, movement, workshops, happenings, music, community, and food. What more could you ask for? And it's out by Teaterøen on Reffen. So a little bit past uh, uh, Copenhagen Contemporary, if you know yeah. what that is. You, like, you go straight down to the bottom, and then you go through that little gate. Yeah. And, and then you go further a, again. And, and then, then there's then a building. Yeah, and there you are. Yeah. Um, that's the first hot tip. Second hot tip yeah. is uh, jazz and cocktails on the hill. Uh, there's a hill. There's a hill. <laughs> it's a man-made hill. Ah, the, the hill. The hill. Ah, exactly. Uh, it's the also sort of out by Reffen. Yeah. Uh, it's the um, incinerator, which have uh, had a ski slope built upon it, mm-hmm. and uh, there will be jazz and cocktails on uh, Saturday the eighth of nice. August. Nice. Yes. Very cool. Um, and that's uh, it's the second edition of this. It's round two, as they say. And um, do they? Yeah, they do say that. It starts at 11 um, uh, with a cocktail uh, service starter. The jazz uh, starter is at one, and uh, it goes until uh, eight. 
Nice. Uh, no, it goes further. It goes all the way to uh, midnight. Cool. So you can you can Christ, jazz you, and cocktail it up. If you get there at the beginning, that's a, that's a long day of drinking. That's a lot of cocktails. Kicking I'm, it off at 11 with a cocktail. Yep, God, um. That sounds like a... Mm, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, I went to uh, Louisiana uh, the, um, this Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a, a very, very um, interesting exhibition uh, of uh, surrealists. Um, this, nice. Yeah, art movement. Cool. But normally... Oh. Because uh, we know some of the the, the big male figures within this, uh, mm-hmm. Max Ernst, uh, Dali, um, but uh, this uh, focuses uh, specifically on uh, women uh, within this uh, movement. Okay. Um, and uh, I'll be honest, uh, I only knew Frida Kahlo. Um, the rest were, comp- yeah, I'd never heard of them. Right. Um, but some very very beautiful, uh, interesting works, and uh, it was very nicely curated. This because they they're. Um, I went with my girlfriend, who doesn't speak Danish, and Luciana is very good at sort of having uh, both text in Danish and in English, mm-hmm. and they had a very nice sort of, because uh, it can also be very too much with text, and you're like uh, reading and reading and mm. reading and looking at a picture and reading and reading mm-hmm. and reading. That's a very nice sort of balance between it, okay. uh, and Luciana is just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, highly recommend going checking that out. And on uh, Saturday, the 8th of August, uh, there's a sort of um, there's a Facebook group, and this Facebook group is called Visit to Louisiana Surrealist Exhibition, and they are doing not like a... What a do pe- they do? Well, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, uh, it's not an official Louisiana uh, sort of uh, yeah. event, yeah, but okay. it's just uh, sort of a, a, a tour where a bunch of people... Uh, go to Louisiana okay, and, cool. uh, and and ex- you know see this exhibition and uh, can have talks and they That's have a lovely cool. you know garden out there so you can bring a picnic we did that you can nice. sit by the ocean actually we started at the ocean there's a beach nice little beach the oh. water is very nice so you can even go for a swim if the weather permits really? it can, uh, I haven't been down that far like like if you go down to the bottom you actually can get down onto the beach yep Cool. Yep. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, so I highly recommend that. Oh. Um, check out a uh, visit to Louisiana Surrealist Exhibition, Saturday the 8th of August, or just go to Louisiana and check it out yourself. Yeah. 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 So uh, them the hot tips, huh? Dim hot tips indeed. Thank you very much, good sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, uh, that's, that's a show. It's a hot take. That's a hot take. Of a show. One show. One, one, show. one, one, one show. take, one show. There one you take, go. One show. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you check clicked on the Copenhagen Post. Thank you very much. Uh, mm. Check out uh, any articles we're talking about up on the Copenhagen Post and there'll be a lot more. Uh, definitely check out the guys from um, Nature Tra- Tales. Tales yes. They're going to be doing some interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, check out our Facebook page for information about the things we've been talking about today. Uh, have a look at us on Spotify, iTunes, the rest. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Have a good weekend. I will. You too. Thank you, Owen. Goodbye, Marius. Goodbye. All right, thanks. Bye. (laughs)